Welcome to Is It Wet, uh, where the only way you're stopping this podcast is if you electrocute us with one pylon's worth of electricity. That's the only way. (laughs) I'm Sophie. I'm Caitlin. And today, I'm very excited. We're, of course, by the reference I just made, you know what movie we're doing. Everybody Everybody's seen this movie. Actually, quite a a few people did see this movie. It did very well. We are doing the 2008 science fiction action film Jumper, starring Hayden Christensen. Or, it also goes by its American name, Sweater. (laughs) Oh, right? Fucking everybody was so fucking sweaty in this movie. (laughs) Holy shit. When they put the, the, when Jamie Bell put on a leather jacket i was like he's already drenched in sweat you can't put a leather jacket on jamie bell in this movie um yeah i mean yeah uh, he should have or yeah or jamie bell would call it a jumper um oh i get it i thought it was you get my joke because everybody was so sweaty (laughs) god damn it jumper jumper i should have said it jumper um, okay. It we've got Hayden Christensen. We've got fucking little five foot seven Jamie Bell. We oh, got yeah. Rachel Bilbill herself. Fresh off fresh off the OC. Oh yeah. You got uh surprise Diane Lane. Diane Lane for what? five minutes? You're gonna oh, put Diane and, Lane in it for five minutes? And literally ten seconds. Literally Kristen 10 Stewart. seconds, Kristen Stewart. The same, like, I mean, this was the year that Twilight came out, so maybe this was all she could do. I think they were setting up a sequel that yes, she they was were. maybe going to be. They were big time. That was like a, they were, it was supposed to be a trilogy. I'm mad because this movie's not, not universally adored. No, you said earlier this movie did well, and I was like, it has a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not that Rotten Tomatoes is the be all end all, it is not. Is it wet? Made two hundred and twenty-five million dollars off of a eighty-five million dollar budget. So what? This was a hit. Damn! I guess I was just like straight up not aware of that. Wow! But it was just it was critically reviled. Yeah, but that was also back when when movies that aren't uh, and we'll talk about. <laughs> We'll talk more about Marvel, but this was back when, like, movies could, could you know, m- just any old movie could make money because we didn't yeah, really have Yeah, it Netflix, didn't have to be. So. It wasn't going to be cannibalized by whatever the current MCU movie was. Yes, exactly. Is, is what you're saying, yeah. yeah. And honestly, like, this is just some, seemed to me, I don't know if my brain is broken from this podcast. This seemed to me just like a fine mid-tier Marvel movie. Hell yeah. I was saying yeah. that too. I was like, this is a an X-Men story. It's, it's like, an X-Men story. It's it just is. one of the, the more mid X-Men movies. And okay, another thing I thought about was like, if this were a Marvel movie, it would be Peter Parker and he would have to he would have to or or daredevil or whoever would have to like go out of their way to be a hero and like mm-hmm. be a, a good guy and a vigilante but for good and this movie 
poses the question, what if they just stole cash? (laughs) What if they just stole cash, went surfing, (laughs) and banged ladies specifically in London? No, but he only did that the one time. We don't have, we, I don't have any reason to believe he had done that before. He's, there's a whole eight years where all he does is like steal cash. Yeah, yeah. I know we only, we only see him bang one chick, but I led that to believe that this was like kind of a a Saturday night for him. Okay. I see. He gets an umbrella. He goes, he jumps to Big Ben and then he's like specifically there to seduce British women, which is such an, uh, if you can go to any city. Okay. Again, um, my anti-British bias can't, can't, we, it's. Well, have you been? So like a lot? Yeah, yeah. Well, so maybe maybe it's not as exciting to you because okay. you've been there a bunch. Because See, I I've am never a been, woman. so I would find yeah. it very. I've never been anywhere. I find that's why I find everything exciting. It's really easy to impress me. Um, yeah, I love yeah. the movie Jumper. Oh, and dude, crank. <laughs> I love. Okay, me too. Listen, if a dude, even though no, I love like I you know I love hate hate my. My my second home, the UK. I rag on it. It's but it, it, every time I've gone there, it's it's been cool. It's been chill. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, if I could go anywhere in the world, they did they did like go through a, a tape deck, like a revolving tape deck of like eight different places. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. And, and three of those places, they really focus in on like Rome. Uh, London and Egypt. Well, because he, I think yeah, he, I think he has to have like. He has jump spots, right? So he has to have he, the places he are that are in his Rolodex that he can yeah. jump to. He can't just jump to wherever. He has to kind of establish it's like a place I don't that know. he is a place that he's seen or been to before. Yes, yes. Yeah. So the lo- yes, yes, yeah. I wish we had gotten more lore. I and I, think I know the people who like the book probably wish that too. Um, but this is a great movie. This is one of the. This is one of the great superhero, pre-Marvel superhero movies to me. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, for <laughs> sure. And I love that they like, they. it's like a little bit meta in a way uh, because the MCU had been, ha- had started at that point. Like it was like Marvel movies were a thing, right? Well, like Marvel as in we know it started in 2008 with um, with Iron, Iron Man. Man okay yeah so this was concurrent yeah okay concurrent and mostly I, I brought up X-Men earlier so the X-Men movies had definitely come out too yes. and th- it's very meta in that way that it it him and J- Hayden Christensen and Jamie Bell who have amazing chemistry by oh, the way yeah by the so way good. Jamie Bell in this movie is a fucking revelation maybe because maybe because no one else has a character but I was just like blown away but well, i was, was just the like only one who was like who was going in on this role like at a 10 like he was the only one who was like committing a thousand he percent, was attacking like, it his character had a mission other than like impress a hot girl right. so maybe that's why i was like blown away um he also like you you he was really like giving his all really into was, this like yeah. really emotional uh emotional like every emotion was at a 10 yeah. performance um but i love that hayden christensen and jamie bell have this like kind of narrative that they're they're it's a like a marvel team up um, right, or a superhero right. team yeah. up for a for like a one-off yeah issue or whatever and so it's yeah it's definitely playing with playing with the idea of like a superhero 
in like more subtle and not as ridiculous ways at, right, as like right. the mask did. <laughs> like, yes, yes. It yes. doesn't have to be like Tex yeah. Avery cartoon takedown of tropes in right. these movies. It can just like engage with it a little bit and, and be referential yeah. to it. And what will and we'll get into it because um, we'll get into this fine work of oh, our, yes. this motion picture. But um. All right, Sophie. So, yeah, before we just like jump right back over to Jumper, uh, let's <laughs> follow me through my jump scar to Your fucking disgusting. Jump um, scar. My de- follow me through it to uh, let's talk about wet moments of the week. What did you uh, consume that was wet this week with your so, eyes or mouth or whatever? Ooh, um, so <laughs> it's been three days since we last recorded. We're trying to put some yeah. put some things in the bank. And Hayden Christensen is trying to take him right out. <laughs> he's trying to, he's jumping in there, taking him out. Okay, this is going to seem like a cop out because um, I haven't had had a lot of chance to um, watch anything. Yeah, I think my my wet moment of the week was the. Mm, no, I'll think of a real one. I was going to say it was the movie Crank. <laughs> Okay. So my wet moment of the that week was funny. the movie Crank. Uh, it's a 2006 action <laughs> film starring Jason Statham and um, Amy Smart. And it's very problematic, but I, it's so wet. It's 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 stirring. It's it's, Re- it's relentless. It's relentless. It's yeah. it's a real film. <laughs> yes, everyone should check it out. Uh, Feeling a little bit of deja vu, but honestly, <laughs> what I know, I know we we already talked about it, but it's still my wet moment of the week. It's still this week, and it is. Yeah, I'm sorry, but but Jason's, I stopped thinking about it. I haven't stopped thinking about it, but Jason Statham just roaming the streets of Los Angeles, <laughs> ass out, standing on a motorcycle, uh, just mainlining uh uh nose nasal sprays opening oh my box God. after box of opening nasal spray taking one box. sniff and then opening <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing's gonna be wetter than that and so that is to say i did not consume any wet wet media or read anything since we last spoke no that's Dear totally reader. fine uh Caitlin, how about you? What was your wet moment of the half week? Oh, yeah. So I actually did watch something uh, since we recorded last, and I paid not a lot of attention to it. So I just got it just washed over me, which is perfect. Um, I finally got around to watching the Netflix movie with Anna de Armas and Ben Affleck, Deep Water. (gasps) Tell me more. Oh my God, this (laughs) fucking movie. It's so wet. It starts out and it's like, this couple has the fucking weirdest vibe I've ever, like, and it's effective in that way. You're supposed to get the sense they have a weird fucking vibe. But they like want to hate fuck each other from the second the credits start. Okay, all right, adding... Adding to my cue, you. But it's but it's Ben Affleck and his at the time real life girlfriend Anna De Armas who. Yes, they got together from this, I believe. Yes, and then he when he broke up with her, he threw out a life size cutout of her. <laughs> very very 
Or he had his brother do it. Like the same week he was pictured, you know, holding all of those Dunkin' Donuts (laughs) products messily with his like Amazon packages because he's he's just a disaster of a human. Um, He sent his brother, who's who's an actual disaster creep, uh, to throw out, yeah, life-size cutouts he had of Ana de Armas in their house. I don't know if it was like, he's like, I cannot be reminded of her visage, or if it was like, he a got them just things. so he could throw them out. Yeah, to like to like fuck with the paparazzi. Oh. Yeah, oh I don't God. know. That's comment below what you think. I, was it like marketing for this movie? Had the movie come out yet? Because I yeah, the I movie, don't know. No, the movie hadn't come out yet, so maybe it, it was been. marketing for it. Because yeah. I, it's like a murder mystery, and um, it's like clear from the beginning. It's like. It's a weird story in that it's just about, like, bad people who do shitty things to each other. And, yeah, so it's, like, Mm -hmm. the premise is these Anna de Armas and Ben Affleck just, like, hate each other, but they're so attracted to each other. And, like, they want to get a divorce, but they have a daughter. And to not get a divorce, like, instead of getting a divorce, uh, Anna de Armas just, like, has has affairs. Okay. Good good way to handle that. And Ben Affleck like knows about it and just like they kind of don't say anything about it until he starts to get like really, really jealous of like some hot guys and like Jacob Ellardy. So okay, all right. (laughs) Jacob Ellardy. I'm not into him, but I'm I need to know where he is at every point. Mm -hmm. Just to I just need my guys to keep an eye on him so that like He's Yo, not gonna creep, you don't, creep this up on gonna us. Stress you out, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't need Nate Jacobs popping up on me. Yeah, and uh, and then Finn Whitrock shows up as one of the one of her little like boy toys at one point. Very slimy, slimy Finn Whitrock. Whitrock, Flint, Whit- okay, Flint Whitrock. Got it, got it. No, Whitrock. Okay. Do you not know who that actress? I do. He's from American Horror Story. Yes. I thought you said Kid Rock. And oh, then I thought you I said I would have fl- led with that. <laughs> and then I thought you said Flint McKintrock. And I'm like, you are just you're just <laughs> no, scatting at this point. Every time. <laughs> Finn Wit Oh boy. Finn Whitrock? Yes, that's okay, his name. Okay, great. I'm not I'm not, I I promise you I'm not attacking you. <laughs> oh, I am I just as confused. I am just as confused as as everyone else. Um I hear that this movie was them trying to revive the the sexual thriller of the mm-hmm. 90s. And I I heard that it is not successful in doing that. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> they just they just make you uncomfortable the whole time. Okay. It, it, I don't know why it's a sexual thriller cuz I'm like I don't want any of them to touch each other. <laughs> they uh, it's so weird. And then like Ben Affleck his job is that he like designed like drone software for the military to use in drones Uh oh okay and then and so he's like super rich because of that but like and this is not ever explained once you just pick up from he walks into this greenhouse and starts like messing around with snails that like i I guess he raises snails as like a hobby I love and this. so the snails are involved. Like at one point, Anna de Armas finds a clue hidden underneath, like one of the snail uh, <laughs> buckets. So she has to like dig through the snails to like find oh, it. Oh my god! They're just like everybody's like fucking or 
and mad at each other the whole time the whole movie Mm -hmm. it's wild there's like it took me a while to figure out where the movie is set wikipedia Mm -hmm. tells me it's in like louisiana which i (laughs) didn't get that sense from anyone in the movie it had like it was like a reverse true blood problem where you're like (laughs) I just don't believe, like, there's no signifiers of Louisiana anywhere where, um... You know, people end up in, like, there's a lot, there's a lot, what's called deep water, I was gonna say, there, there's a lot of, like, you know, scenes will end up in, like, a muddy river, uh, yeah, it's, Mm -hmm. the, the deep, dark water is where secrets get hidden, um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, it's just, like, there's also just, like, no plot. Okay. Like, things just, like... It's just people fucking, but, like, you don't want to see it. You see some. I, I honestly, I kind of was expecting more. Um, okay. I yeah. guess you see you see some. You see some. And that's just too bad they didn't give Jacob Elordi the, the chance to really flex his chops with a Cajun accent. Because I would <laughs> pay, <laughs> pay that, that, that frozen human swordfish meat slab uh that's what he is in my head pay him to to do uh uh where he has to play a warm weird cajun man (laughs) i would have loved that it would have been the acting challenge of of acting challenges for him i'm not saying he's a bad actor i'm just saying i i i cannot uh yeah i cannot imagine i cannot imagine him imagine him trying to play a character that wasn't han- handsome. That I wasn't like I've one of the first. I've only seen him in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he, he's um he's the Euphoria. He's guy. terrifying in Euphoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and so the Euphoria like showrunner mm-hmm. is also it was also involved in Deep Water. Are you kidding me? As oh, a writer, yeah. we yeah we'll never get away from Sam Levinson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Screenplay okay. by by him and some someone else. Him All and Zach right. Helm. Okay, so he's like, we gotta get my, we gotta get Jacob Alordi in there. To yeah. Cr- oh, his, it's pronounced Alordi, like, oh Lordy, like, oh Lordy. I, I pronounced it. Well, that's how it should have been in Deep Water because it, it was supposed to be in Louisiana. Well, but that Cajun I, accent, yeah. Uh, I was calling him Ellerby, but that's like, that's you like Linda right. Ellerby. You, you might be right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to ask him. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to ask him when we get him on for the Kissing Booth episode. Oh, yeah, he was <laughs> in that, too. I haven't uh, seen that, but yeah. I, 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 I would say it's Jacob Elordi. Mm-hmm. Elordi. Yep. Oh, he's Australian, so it's probably... Oh! El- it probably is Elordi. Elordi. Yeah. yeah. No way to know. There's probably not hundreds of YouTube videos of him introducing himself on a talk show so no way also, to know he is doing an accent in deep water then and euphoria yeah just not yeah. a Louisiana one but like just not a, yeah okay well yeah so you know if you want something to make you deeply uncomfortable and um and maybe a little sexy there's pro- there's people that might have uh That's been the into sam it. levinson guarantee yeah so mm-hmm. deep deep water deeply uncomfortable and Sexy to some. Wow. So it was it was directed by Adrian Lin, who's it was his first film since Unfaithful. Listen, oh. which listen, talk about movies that critically shaped my my identity. I watched Unfaithful 
a lot because that that movie is very sexy. That movie's very sexy. I can mm-hmm. see how like the same director would have been involved in both projects, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, way way more uh, accomplished it way better in Unfaithful and hey, Diane con- Lane and the a Diane snow Lane globe. connection. <laughs> A pivotal use of the snow globe. Oh, my God. In yep. both movies. Wow. Oh, okay. really? Honestly, Jumper is like kind of an homage to Unfaithful. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is. Yeah. It, it really is. like, ugh, I get typecast in all these movies where there's a snow globe as a plot point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do I even call that? How do I even how do I even have my agent market me as that? <laughs> But she I'm, she did it, you know. She does she it. Did it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So okay. Fucking jumper. We open. This was you. You texted me. You were like strong opening, strong and I was like, yes. I was like pulled opening. in by this movie for sure. Okay, because it's uh, uh one of the best uh opening lines to any of the <laughs> movies we've done. It's like a wanted the movie level Mm -hmm. of like aggressive towards the audience yes (laughs) he's like let me tell you about my day so far coffee in paris surfed the maldives took a little nap on mount kilimanjaro oh yeah and i got digits from this polish chicken rio and then i jumped back for the final quarter of the nba finals courtside of course and all that was before lunch i could go on but all i'm saying is i'm standing on top of the world once I was a normal person, a chump just like you. Oh, Listen, yeah. dude, I, again, I don't know why I'm being brought into this. I'm sorry I'm not a jumper. Um, but that sounds, that sounds pretty cheesy. That sounds like Disney Channel opening, but it works because he's hanging out We uh, on the head of the Sphinx, which is his regular jumping spot. um, Great, great choice because um, no one ever looks at the Sphinx. It's not like it's super close to Cairo. It's not like there's going to be people around it nearly, you know. And there weren't. They they kept cutting to that. And there was never a person who looked up and saw him. It's a universe where people are like the pyramids, old news, old news. We don't want to look at them. Don't don't. It's they've been around. Let's move on. Yeah, it is. It is like that. Um, He's yeah, he's showing you all his spots. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, I bet you're wondering how I got here. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, you so you learn that he you you sort of see when he like, kind of acquires his powers. Mm -hmm. And um, you see that he is like in love with this girl from school. And he Uh, goes Sophie and Rob, the uh, the great Bridge to Terabithia actress, the great child actress of our time. Yes. Um, who is, uh, like, not that much younger than us, which is really freaky. Yeah, that is freaky. She's 28 years old now. I don't know yeah. if that makes me feel old or young. It may, yeah, I guess it makes me feel old. Um, mm. because No, I don't know. It kind of makes me feel young because she's so young in this movie. She's so young that it reminds me that I was young once. Yes, exactly. Yes, and like yeah. around the same time that she was. And it's like, yeah. whoa. So he like, he must know that she likes snow globes. So he gets her a snow globe. <laughs> and I don't know why this, I got hung up on this. But well, because it has the pair, it has the Eiffel Tower in it. And it she wants, she wants to it. go to places. Yeah. Yes. And he says, it's a little dinged up and it's missing a few steps. But, and I'm like, 
he's talking about the inside of it. He's like, how did the inside of a snow globe get broken? Uh, I (sighs) guess I interpret like the outside is dinged up and the artist who recreated the the Le Toy Eiffel um, didn't put in didn't accurately represent represent the well, yeah it wasn't it wasn't an accurate model but i i also yeah i wonder if just like the thrift shop you got it at there's just people shaking that thing so hard that the the innards of it got it knocked off broken. steps off the eiffel tower that's how i interpreted mm-hmm. it but yeah and so he learns that he he falls through the ice trying to like well so he's bullied by just a dude and it's mm-hmm. not like he's bullied, I guess, because he's like awkward. Um, well, I also think the bully might have like had a crush on Anna Sophia Robb, too. Yes, yes, that's possible. So and they call him Rice Bowl. And I at that point, I don't know if we've introduced that his name is David Rice. We hadn't because I was so confused by that. <laughs> I was like, why is he calling him Rice Bowl? I actually don't know that we heard his full name again in these movies. Like, if mm-hmm. you're not going to say it, say the full name. How are we going to know it? Because I had to look right. it up on IMDb. And then I understood that it was because his last name is Rice. His but last like, name is Rice. Yeah. I, I don't know from the movie what told us that. I didn't grow up in Michigan. That that. That could have been just like a really cutting thing a bull- bully could say. Yeah. To or I a- well so before we knew his name was his last name was Rice. I thought Rice Bull. I thought they were call, like a um calling him like bland. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. Of, like a white rice bowl. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Or, or like yeah. I was like or I thought they were being like racist, and I was like, but he's Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Like that doesn't I, make any sense. Like. But in any case, it's because his last name is Rice. Um, maybe okay. the original script, because they cut a lot and changed mm-hmm. a lot to the um, the script of this movie. And so oh, maybe yeah. like that was in there at some point and it didn't make it to the final cut. The the yeah. full names of people. Did did you get bullied for gifting your girl a snow globe a lot? <laughs> no. I, well, okay. I did gift a friend that I wasn't like that good of friends with, but I felt really he was going through some tough times Uh and I knew that he and Beanie Babies were really popular and I knew that he really wanted a particular Beanie Baby Mm -hmm. and I knew that he wasn't going to get it. Um, he could, I knew that he was, he couldn't just like go home, ask his parents for it and get it. Um, and I got my parents to get it for me and then I gave it to him and people kind of like, I don't know if they if they they didn't definitely didn't bully me, but they they thought it was odd. They thought it was weird and kind of gave me a hard time for oh it. But it God. made me feel good. <laughs> yeah, what a selfless, what a wonderful act that you did. Yeah, kids are cruel. Kids are kids, so cruel. Yeah, so kids will pick on. I don't anything. know, but I feel like a beanie baby is a comparable comparable yes, to a yes. snow globe. So, Absolutely. Yeah, a good exchange rate. I forget so, his last name, but Tim. Tim, if you're listening to this, and I gave you a a dog beanie baby in third grade. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Yeah, he's probably a millionaire now because yeah, those so. all those all did um, were worth a lot. Um, yeah. You gave all that up, yeah. So he they throw the the bowl the snow globe into the river, and he goes out after it. Gets sucked into the ice, and then that's how he learns how to t- teleport into the Ann Arbor libra- library. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is go to. Um, 
it's great. You got to have like a you got to have a default place mm-hmm. where you where you go to. Mm-hmm. And the library is definitely that for him. Now, maybe I I just uh, didn't feel like rewind. I did rewind a lot during this movie, but uh, this yeah. one was one part where I was like, I'm just not going to. Did you get the sense that people thought he died? Yes. <laughs> and so and then he just ran away. Yes. And so for eight years, people thought he was dead. People thought he was dead, but I think... Because people don't, like, freak out accordingly when he... They're like, whoa, you haven't been here in so long. But they're not, like... I don't know if they had, like, a ceremony for him. So I think, like, he went to go see Anna Sophia Robb before he left, right? Oh, that's right. He she she didn't see him, but she left him the snow globe. Okay. He he left her the snow globe. And so she knows that he's not dead. But everyone else thinks he's dead. And then his dad knows he's alive because he keeps jumping back to the house yeah and he was finally like dad you're not crazy i am alive yeah at one point yeah but yeah i think the town thinks he's dead they all saw him got get pulled under that river and then he never showed up again and then yeah and then he shows up in town i guess he like looks different but I don't know. That was not clear to me. Um, nothing was kind of clear. The The transition from him being a kid to being a, a super cool, awesome, bank-robbing jet setter, it's not clear. Because I'm like, just like, it's if he does that, for a time jump. I'm mm-hmm. like, how does he like get apartments? Like, you can't just be like, I have a bunch of cash. <laughs> You, I think you can. You can, <laughs> I guess. I think he, he must open... No, maybe he doesn't open any bank accounts because he's got to be off the grid. Yeah, he, I think he, he, he like show just up stores cash. cash at his apartment. Yeah, um, but he must have built because it's only eight years. It's not like right. it's not like a, an Edward Cullen thing where like he's built it up over over like right. centuries and centuries mm-hmm. so that like it looks like he has generational wealth. He right. He's just like been taking small-ish amounts of cash from banks for eight years. (laughs) Yes. And so many red flags should have gone off for Rachel Wilson. Like, listen. But listen, she wanted to go to Rome. She wanted to see the young Pope. He's hot now. So it, it had to happen. But yeah, like, okay. So that so you learn that Samuel Jackson doesn't like people who can he's aware of of people who can jump right because he's a paladin he's a paladin (laughs) which oh my god when someone said the word paladin i was like all right there's some lore here Mm -hmm. so what i could gather is that this is a conflict between the jumpers Mm -hmm. who can jump and by we everybody knows a jumper you you (laughs) teleport around the world Mm -hmm. and the paladins who are like on their mission is to kill jumpers because they're like, I think they, they're like maybe official line is like, oh, they have too much power. Pa- they've got too much power. So they harm others and mm-hmm. they they steal, which is wrong. Yeah, we, we mainly know um, 
of Samuel L. Jackson's belief, which specifically he says it several yes. times. Yeah. Only God should have the power <laughs> to be all places at all times. And that's not how the power works, first of all. That's no, not, it's not what the power it's is. Not what you the power can't be does. all place. You can only ever be one place at one time. You just yeah. teleport there. Yeah. <laughs> so this is one of my favorite Samuel L. Jackson characters ever. And I know that's probably gonna be controversial. But uh, he just has this the, this amazing white hair yeah. that that um, it kind of looks like a Lego hair cap, absolutely. But and I love it. Um, and he's just like all yeah. His only belief is it's yeah. He's just like belief. he's like listen. The only reason I'm doing this is because I don't jumpers. You can't. You can't have the power of God. But that why does but they he think don't. that's the power of God? And I was raised very religious, and at no point did I think God could teleport. Like, <laughs> there's not what? in the gospel. There's not. God was just teleporting around. And just like every time Samuel Jackson said it, I was like. Why do you think that? Like, why do you? What are you talking about? He's he's confusing. He's conflating mm-hmm. teleportation with like omnipotence and omnipresence. Yes, yes like yeah, yeah, <laughs> or like defying the laws of physics. Yeah, at no point was one of Jesus' miracles like, "Hey, check this out," and he's like all the way on the other side of Galilee because no. one, it, that would just like not. Like, that wouldn't do anything for, like, his ministry. And, like, two, like, they, like, I think, I just, I don't know. There, it's a, it would have been a plot hole in the Bible. It's like, why doesn't he just teleport out of the situ, out of the situations he's in? But whatever. I feel like the whole point is, like, God doesn't need to teleport. At the very end, Samuel L. Jackson says again, only God should have this power. (laughs) Those are the words he says. Should have this power. Like, my understand. I feel like anyone's understanding, a basic understanding of the concept of God is like, it wouldn't need to teleport because he, he like can like already see you and hear your thoughts and all that shit, right? Like, you're, listen, my concept (laughs) of God what I want God to be is just a cool, chill dude who, and this is also my understanding of how the world works, is a God that wakes up, gets coffee in Paris, surfs some swells in Fiji, uh, just bangs a bunch of British chicks, and then goes home to their their skyscraper full of money. Mm-hmm. And that explains the state of the world. If that's what God is doing... That gives me comfort because now I understand why there is so much going on. (laughs) And we very much get that from this movie. This movie is very much like with great power comes, hey, hey, brother, let's go. Let's just jump around. Yeah. Let's go. Let's chillax. Yeah. And that like, I do sort of like that aspect of this movie where again in contrast to Mm -hmm. an x-men movie to an mcu movie Mm -hmm. where it literally every every single hero that's introduced everyone with the power has to feel it incumbent upon them to contribute towards like this larger thing and and be be proactive about it but like 
in reality, this is a thing that he can't help. It's something his body does. We don't we don't like get any insight <laughs> into that at all. But um, other than like it might be genetic or something. It's a, um, yeah, it might be genetic. I was sure that his mom w- was a jumper, too. And that's why she left because she jumped away. I thought that would have been more interesting. But it, yeah, it did shock me, uh, the ending. But, but um, either way, like, this is a thing that his, he can't help that he can do. He's, it is okay to just like hunted down. live your best yeah. life d- with that hand that you've been dealt. You don't need to like save people with it or, yeah. I, I would disagree. Uh, this movie, that's fine if that's what this movie is about. But then this movie includes a scene that I was sure was going to pay off. But instead was just so callous to me. So he's chilling out on the couch and he's so lazy with his teleportation. And I get this, that there's a book that's like slightly down the couch. So he just he just like. Oh, you uh, thought that was a book? book? That's I. I understand why you thought that was a book. That was his TV remote. It was the oh. size of a Nintendo Switch. Oh wow! Okay, all right. Yeah. So his TV remote, and then so he's watching TV, and there's a news report, and it's like, oh fuck, I forgot about there's this. flooding. If only there's some kind of miracle that could save these people, and you see footage of people like clinging to yeah. debris and flood water, and I was like. And oh, you, surely you think he's going to go teleport go there. those people out that he has the power to. And it's like, right. nope. And you're like, okay, well, this guy's a selfish guy who just does whatever he wants. And like later he'll learn that he has to use his powers. And I guess that that's what a that's what like a more a Marvel movie would, would do. Right. But this was and maybe a sequel would have been like, hey dude, you gotta you gotta use your powers for good. But it was just so callous. I oh my like, god, you're right. I totally forgot about that. Because right after that, he goes and grabs an umbrella, and I'm like, he's going okay, there. He's going there because he's bringing an umbrella to be cheeky yep. about the flood. Nope, that's when he teleports to Big Ben and then yeah. sleeps with that British lady. And I was Honestly, like, all right. I think it was like I think that was a, a purposeful stylistic choice. And again, yeah. it's not like the perfect choice. It's right. not like I didn't make this movie, but I think it was a purposeful choice to be like this is not a superhero movie. Yeah, like, this is yes. not. Stop it. Stop yeah. it. This but it, is- you're right that like wow how like ballsy of them to use like a very real life event that (laughs) we've seen that that happens every few years yeah um places and like he purposely chooses not to maybe it's um, a class commentary or maybe he's he's a uh he's kind of like an anti-hero villain i think he should listen hayden christensen's back he should if we're gonna make these and I assume we are because they've been doing quite well. If we're going to make these Venom, Morbius, <laughs> Sony villain movies, mm-hmm. Hayden, Hayden's jumper could be. I want to see him teleport uh, Morbius and and drop kick him off the the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, I also like would argue that this movie is more like anti hero than Venom than. Well, not having seen Morbius, but like <laughs> this movie is is like more almost more aggressively anti-hero than any other one because he at no point gets sucked in like he no. I guess he saves right like uh, and what I mean by that is Venom ultimately gets sucked into like protecting the city from car or not carnage. Um, 
the bad the other bad thing. yeah yeah the other bad guy that that he fights yeah. like he ultimately does save the city from that yeah and i'm sure and in morbius, morbius morbs like, out he morbs out he, everywhere he morbs out and he, ends he up like needing to save the city or whatever <laughs> um I, these guys are I, at some point are gonna or, or it would be possible for them to work with the mcu characters yeah they're like morbius you saved the city you saved all of us. Here's the key to the city. Morbius, you're you're our hero. That's I'm sorry for the spoiler alert about how Morbius ends. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, but like they they even like pull Venom into there's a there's a some fucking uh, after the credits scene yeah. where Venom's in it. And like they're roped into it. This one is so aggressive. Jumper's so aggressively anti-hero. It's like no, he's not. Like, he maybe saves Rachel Bilson a little bit, but that was a problem he created. He he's not saving anyone her. at large. There's no like greater thing that that the good guys are serving, and, and there's no good guys. Like it's there's no greater thing that Hayden Christensen is serving. I would say that Jamie Bell's character is uh, uh is so is he's a good guy. yes he's a vigilante. I he's would say. a vigilante. Because well, okay, so. I'm sorry. I'm on the side of the jumpers. They're just they're just chilling out, having fun. The paladins are committing genocide against the jumpers. Oh, they're, yeah. They're capturing and killing them. Jamie Bell is trying to stop that through 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 uh, through violence, but yeah. but like very much on Jamie Bell's side here. And so that's a really compelling, compelling narrative. Yeah, Whereas you're right. Hayden Christensen doesn't. Yeah, he's just like, hey, man, I'm just trying to eat some crawdads with Jacob Elordi and uh, at noon, and then jump, uh, <laughs> <laughs> then jump to the uh, fucking Iceland to sing a duet with. Will York's Ferrell. nephew. Yeah, yeah, Will Ferrell. <laughs> thanks for the thanks for the I was just thinking of Eurovision. Jumper. Oh yeah, yeah. Um this but yeah, but I would agree. It's a very anti-hero Hayden Christensen. I yeah, I don't have any sympathy other than I also want to have a good time with oh, no for consequences. Sure. I yeah, I I guess I just mean like um yeah, this is such a an under uh, I like it being him, his character being very understated and not being this like, he doesn't morph into a giant monster or, you know, be Morbius or whatever. He's just yeah. like a dude who has like a kind of understated power um, who, yeah, straight up refuses, refuses to be a hero, is not going to get roped into it at all. And yeah, I think Jamie Bell's character is more compelling. It's, mm -hmm. you know, he's not our protagonist because this is a really anti-hero movie i would argue so i think if it, if we got the movie from jamie bell's perspective it would be he would be a hero um yeah, because you're yeah. right that he's uh he yeah he's actively yeah using violence to combat this organization that's deep-rooted involved in everything it's got its um it's been around for since forever and has mm -hmm. has grown with capitalism and so right, samuel jackson right. like has access to everything he's like yeah, he's able to get in into any and in, into any building, yeah. access to anyone that that he wants. So I do want to talk about the trip to Rome. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> okay. So first of all, did you read about the behind? Did you read behind the scenes? I like didn't read anything. Okay. So let me tell you about when they go to the 
this is I, I this movie made a lot of money. I didn't realize this movie yes, made, a lot, made of money. a lot of money. So keeping that in mind, I feel a little bit differently about mm-hmm. this. I thought it was like a water world scenario, but um, in December 2006, uh, the director negotiated with the Rome Film Commission for rare access to film for three days in the Colosseum. The scene in the Colosseum was originally written for the Pantheon, where exterior shots were also filmed, um, but they ended up. Uh, do it going with the Coliseum. The crew was required to keep equipment off the ground by using oh harnesses God. and had to rely on natural light for filming. <gasps> filming took place for 45 minutes in the morning and in the evening so as not to disturb like touring the amphitheater right, right. that had to happen throughout the day. Um, so just like it was such a hassle to shoot there and they were like we we gotta do it for jumper for the movie for jumper. jumper like we gotta fucking do this they filmed the the movie they filmed it in like 20 countries it's it's amazing it, this yeah. is a lot of it's on location um so he shows back up at home um because because he can't go back to his his uh penthouse so he goes home he picks up rachel bilson and he's like, hey, you've always wanted to go to Rome. Let's just go to Rome. She's like, great. No questions. No red flags. I get, I get it, though. If you were working in a bar in Michigan yeah, and, like, a guy you thought had died because he gave you a snow globe and he died in a river, showed up and was like, let's go to Rome right now. Yeah, and do first it. class. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first class. Go to Rome. It's romantic. The fray, the fray is playing. Dude, I was like, "Is this the fucking fray?" You bet you. I identify it two seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is 2008. I was like, "This is the most 2008 shit I've ever heard." (laughs) And they go to the Colosseum, and the guard is like, "Excuse me, it's it's it is impossible. It's closed." And and Hayden Christensen, this would have been the red flag, is we know Hayden Christensen is is uh, entitled because he's used to jumping everywhere. <laughs> but he, he's just like, no, 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 it's not closed for me. We just want to see the inside of one of the most famous places on Earth. Um, no, we flew here from America, so we get to go in. Yeah. And I was just like, I, that's when I would be like, I, I'm, I'm leaving. Like, no. I couldn't believe she went with him. I, I would have been, believe. I would have, I would have been like, that's a rule. I won't break it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sure, like, we can come to the Coliseum in the morning. So, uh, we then have the first critically wet moment of the film. He just so this film is a lot of just leaving Rachel Bilson somewhere because they didn't want to write a character for her or anything to do, Mm -hmm. but they wanted her to be in it. So they just are like, let's strategically leave her different places. So Jamie Bell is uh, gets his Kevin Costner introduction, pissing on the side of the Coliseum. Oh yeah, swaggering in five seven. Not sure if he's Irish. Not sure if he's South African. He's doing some kind of accent. He explains that that the Paladins are this group that are against the Jumpers, and mm-hmm. he explains that he's like it's been uh, throughout history. Uh, The paladins versus the jumpers. That's what the Spanish Inquisition and the witch hunts were about. No, no, we don't know. We don't need to do. It's okay. We don't need to do that. (laughs) Yeah. 
I we wonder if that was like in the da book da or da something. It was probably in the book. Yeah. We don't need to make make a Da Vinci Code. Um, <laughs> if you learned anything about the Spanish Inquisition, it was not about witches, and it was not. I don't think it was about jumpers. I think it was <laughs> not about. It's jumpers. actually a lot more fucked up than that. I guess like this. Yeah, it's it was very fucked up, and and. So yeah, you shouldn't you should, don't put these narratives in your stories. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think the point was to say that like what they were really what what they were really about what the um the what those events were really about it was an excuse to kill jumpers. <gasps> okay, <laughs> okay, they kind of use it. Are they saying that the are the paladins a wing of the Catholic Church? Is that established? In, I mean, in the books, I so I think the movie like didn't want to like do anything too specific because because i got the sense that they were that they were religious Mm -hmm. and mostly because of samuel jackson's he really obsessed with like you know god's god teleports it it was the same character he plays in pulp fiction he he just miss he kind of misquotes the bible for his own ends exactly (laughs) ezekiel 25 17 the path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers and you will know my name is the lord when i lay my vengeance upon thee yeah and and he really read it wrong if he thinks that god God, that this is the power that god has um and anyway he yeah i get the sense that this is a religious organization but that the movie didn't want to like take us any any like mm-hmm. specific stance on that just to not be controversial i guess i'm looking at paladins and there's a lot a lot of reddit threads being like how did the paladins catch jumpers in ancient time before they had technology cuz they use they use electricity that's how they um but before the invention of electricity right yeah i don't know how they did it before the invention it was really hard probably to catch them to which i say don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Well, and, and like it took them a while to figure out that electric. So, yeah, the movie makes it pretty clear. The only way you can like catch a jumper, stop a jumper from jumping away is to like electrocute them. Yeah. And jumpers, let me tell you, jumpers can take a lot of electricity. They can. So the, are they are they also like are they also kind of like have like healing and invulnerability like Wolverine? I wonder because yeah. They also fell from the top of the Empire State Building into a public pool. Right. I and, assume... they, and they jumped on the way down. But I was like, yeah. the, the surface tension on the water would have hurt. Like, <laughs> Well, I assume they jumped so that they weren't falling the whole way, yeah. but jumped just a few feet above the pool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But like, but they take a lot of electricity. But perhaps they there's do. some. So I know that like in the later books, and okay. they that like 
plan so they planned out three full movies um and specifically made this one like only gave you a little bit and then but then the next two movies are never going to be made so that's kind of a bummer they did a lot of work on a script for three movies but maybe not a script but like storyboarded three movies and two are not going to be made and they didn't get to use information that they maybe would have if they didn't think they were going to get three movies. Right. I don't know if you read, but in the later movies, among the ideas explored are that jumpers can reach other planets oh, and yeah, I did reach travel that. in time. I'm bummed. I think we sh- they should have given this another shot. I think, I think if there had been at all a more YA element to this. Yeah. Because they made a fuck ton of divergent movies and no one and so those were I had dog the same shit. thought. Like yeah. at the beginning of this movie or mm-hmm. at the beginning of watching this, I was like, this is the the book is YA. Like right, I would right, categorize right. this book as YA. And why didn't they do that? Like and the and the director I specifically was like, we want to not it. do this. Yeah. Um, we want to age them up because we want them to like fuck. And I think I feel like that was like the opposite right. move. That was the wrong move. Right. I don't right. know. People, people, this new movie made a lot of money, but. Um, Which is weird. Like make another. Yeah. I thought that was the only reason why. I guess. I guess if something is kind of reviled too. But yeah, it was directed by um, Doug Lyman, who did uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, The yeah. Born Identity, and Edge of Tomorrow, which are like. Very, very well received movies. I keep, yeah. I keep trying to see Edge of Tomorrow. I hear, I hear it's very good. It's never, it, they'll never let me watch it without paying money. I've been trying yeah. for like seven years. I should probably just uh, pay money for it. Yeah, this is like Jumper is like uh, b- the Born movie movies and Edge of Tomorrow, but like a light version. Yes, yes, <laughs> of both of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Let's see. So, okay. And critically wet aspect of this movie is the jump scar. So what a jump scar is, is there's like, before you like, before it's named, you Uh learn really early on, um, really the first time you see Hayden Christensen jump, you see that there's like this shimmery residue Mm -hmm. that is in the air after he jumps. And you're like, oh, there's just like (laughs) a gross little like oil stain in the air. And then later, Jamie Bell names that the the jump scar, the jump and everyone scar. refers to it like that. And at one point, Hayden Christensen realizes that he can follow Jamie Bell through through the jump scar that he leaves mm-hmm. after Ador- he goes adorable. somewhere. And yeah. he says, I just came through your jump scar. <laughs> I Dude, like, I immediately, put that I immediately looked up fan fiction between them it's out there it's good because i was Uh, like what do you mean Uh, uh, of course it's out there i was i had to refrain from texting you like tell me when you get to the date the (laughs) The date where they had way more chemistry than (gasps) it took that turn and i was like oh of course this happens of course at one point like it pivots to hayden christensen 
and Jamie Bell having a ton of chemistry and like falling in love. <laughs> and the way that they engineer that is they're like, hey, Rachel Bilson's go- she's safe because she's going to be on a plane for eight hours. So we've nerfed her out of the out of the narrative. <laughs> and I was sure that she was going to be in that plane for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And she was going to land and he was going to be like, by the way, I'm a jumper. And I was like, yeah. no, this is like they could not figure out how to write her at all into this plot and they still couldn't but luckily but she just needed to be in this plane so you could have a date with jamie bell but it was so funny he was like he's like my girlfriends will only be on the plane for eight more hours and i was yep. like oh and my god he won't leave jamie bell alone he, he is not take he he's like i am gonna pursue this man and we're gonna hang out and they do and jamie bell bell is just like oh fine fine we can hang out and he just and jamie bell from the get-go hates rachel bilson yeah is constantly shitting on his his little girlfriend he keeps like he he will not ever refer to her by name like he hates her and it's because he's jealous and he has a crush on hayden christensen yeah yeah so so hayden christensen gets in jamie bell's car and He's like, sorry, clutch stuck. And Hayden Christensen's like, Hayden Christensen's like, nice, very subtle, referencing the very, the, the like sports car that right, Jamie right, Bell got. Right. And Jamie Bell's like, I'm not going to get rid of you, am I? And then later he's like, you might want to hold on, son. And then like, like it's so, it's you like, want to hold on, Edward Spider and Monkey. Bella. Okay. Like, yeah. I, I love these jumpy boys. Uh, <sighs> so the car chase, I loved. I'm like, that's what they got to do in the next Fast and Furious. It was it was a good car chase. It was it was, it was Fast and Furious. Like if Vin Diesel f- figures out how to teleport, yep. Oh, you he's know gonna, he's, he's going to be teleporting cars. his car all oh, over yeah. the place. It was brilliant. And then and so Hayden Christensen's like, oh, I've only like teleported a person, um, and that's really hard. So uh, he, oh my god, Jamie Bell's trans- uh, teleporting a whole car, and he's like. Ooh, this car, this car's so heavy. How do you jump it? Like that's pretty. And everyone knows Hayden Christensen like is always flirting with everyone. That's yeah, just like how yeah. his voice is. Uh huh. Um. And so he's like, this, "Oh my, this car's so heavy. How do you jump it?" And Jamie Bell just looks at him and says, "If it moves, I can jump it." Like Ooh. they are flirting so. Like, did the the writers had to. Did did they not know what they they were doing? They just are so bad at writing women. It's one of those things where they're so bad at writing women that it's it becomes a very gay gay movie. Okay, maybe maybe it was intentional, but it's like hot. Like this was a hot date. I was was so into it, which is why I'm really upset with how Jamie (laughs) Bell ends up. And knowing there was a sequel, I feel a little bit better. But yeah. this was a fucking upsetting. I have a feeling that like him and him and Jamie Bell would have like been in sequels. It would have been like the two of them. They yeah. would have they would have made up. So because like basically the the last third of the movie is him just being like, "You got to help me save my girlfriend." He's like, "No." And then he's like, "Oh, I wanna." And then like they just fight through different dimensions which i liked i yeah so i love so what i loved is that they they were like you know marvel team up we're kind of, we're gonna be like that we're gonna be but then they like can't really mention a lot of intellectual property so right. <laughs> so at one point he's like we gotta save the girl and he just goes all right spider yep because <laughs> <laughs> i'm like could he not say spider-man 
Yeah, I expected the other one to, I was like, okay, if he's Spider-Man, <laughs> then I thought Hayden Christensen was going to say like, Wolver, Wolverine yeah, or something, because like, okay, that would have been like the, yeah. yeah. But that was so weird. It was so weird. And like, <laughs> it had, yeah, it had to have been the intellectual property thing. Yeah. With the acquisition of extraneous abilities comes a extraneous amount of burdens is what is what his uncle Ren would say. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, we had to pause the whole podcast for me to figure that out. Um, it won't seem like that. Oh, um, I edit cause, it. Because you can jump us. I can jump. Right, I basically you, am an audio jumper. Yeah. Can you jump this conversation to three seconds ahead? Hell yeah. Just did it. Whoa, that's yeah. wild. That's wild. It's now three seconds ahead. That's yeah, hey, crazy. If it if it talks, I can jump it. You're you're a talk jumper. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so then maybe my favorite part of the movie, just I just like I was like <laughs> was when they get to the airport and they're like, Okay, Rachel Bilson's gonna land and Jamie Bell's like, It landed an hour ago. You didn't check the flight. And I was like, He didn't check the flight because he was falling in love with Jamie <laughs> Bell. Yeah. Anymore. It made me so happy. And then he's they're like not worried about her really. Um <laughs> <laughs> No, and then like okay, so then Samuel L. Jackson is like, now I'm gonna start following the jump scars. You like, can't I, jump. Only God can jump. Only God can jump, but he fucking does it. He builds a machine so he can do it. And it's like yeah. Oh, come on you play by your own rules yeah oh so the machine can be god that's right that, that always uh, works out wouldn't that even be that's idolatry like that's the worst one that right. don't treat a machine like a god like, yeah. but anyway he and so he had the way that he finds jump scars why he took this stance every time you say jump scar <laughs> they, I, they it didn't sounds have to like, call it, it that. sounds like we're Irish people describing a horror movie. Oh, the jump scars were were very scary. Oh, it was a jump scar. Oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe Jamie Bell said jump scar, and I just and he was trying no, to say jump no, no. scare. I looked the on the time. Wikipedia; it's jump scar. Yeah, and it's it highlighted is. on the Wikipedia, and you you press <laughs> on to you click onto it. I press onto it. It's don't worry about my computer habits. <laughs> um, I I press real hard, and it go just goes to the Wikipedia page for wormholes. So is <gasps> So we should have read the novel to prepare okay, for this so podcast. Okay, so this makes sense why that's probably how they end up realizing they can time travel. Is there, they use the power of wormholes. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense. Yeah, maybe if you like, okay, I bet this is how it works. Not having read any <laughs> of these books, I'm going to bet this is how it works. You know how like when you jump, it's like instantaneous, Yes. What if you like somehow were able to like prolong the like you jumped, but you didn't right. come out the other side yet. And you just like you you, you stayed in the wormhole longer. Um, maybe that's and then they like horizontally can jump. I, I agree. So like because in quantum physics, it's like it's both time and space are relative. Right. Mm -hmm. So and a wormhole is both is a 
a connection between two different dimensions in both space and time. So when they're jumping, I think they're only jumping in space. Yes. So they'll eventually learn how to do space and time together. The science checks out. Yeah, honestly. If people were worried. Yeah, it's a little like the way that we talk about it. uh, It sounds like it's like a Michael Crichton story or something, but it's not. It's like way goofier. (laughs) And But I don't know. Maybe the book is really good. I haven't read the book. Yeah, but. I'm seeing. I'm seeing if there's an audio book for it because it would be a good audio book to read. That would now. be, yeah. Okay, so Samuel Jackson t- takes out this spray that he uses to find the jump scar, and he like <laughs> he takes this really weird stance. And like, mm-hmm. did you did you catch this? The way that he like sprays the jump scar is oh, like oh, everything was so goofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous. Um, so. He can do that. Uh, I thought a critical about moment was, that was really cool was this effect where Jamie Bell like runs down a hallway mm-hmm. and he jumps little by little down the hallway. Not not great, not down the whole hallway, mm-hmm. but very little increments down the hallway so that it like stores up the energy from oh, jumping. Yeah. And then he hits Samuel L. Jackson really great. hard with it. Yeah. That was cool. And the special effects on this movie were like top notch. Mm -hmm. The Weta team from New Zealand did like did like half of the special effects for the jumping. And they they had a couple other teams that there were like, I think there were 600 different jump effects and Weta did like 300. Wow. This this really could have been a great movie. Yeah, I know. uh, I know. Or at least like. Uh, like a hidden gem science fiction film that's better than you think it was going to be like i think is how people describe edge of tomorrow yeah 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 it's uh, there's some really interesting ideas for sure yeah so yeah then they then they introduce they introduce earlier what i'm going to call chekhov's building yes yes right i wasn't expecting anything to pay off and then this did pay off so but not even as much as i i thought it was going to be a whole building it was only part of a building i know but still Mm -hmm. but yeah so jamie bell like tells a story when they're on their date um jamie bell like tells a story of somebody trying to jump a building but it killed him but Mm -hmm. jump an entire building but it killed him so we know that has to happen somebody has Mm -hmm. to try that at least at some point and so hayden christensen does he jumps part of a building and then there's something in this scene that would have paid off in later later movies that Hayden Christensen like passes out. I don't know if you if you pay attention. He passes out like yeah. right before he jumps the building. Uh, and so how how did that happen? Mm-hmm. Um, well, Rachel Bilson was there also. So this okay. is supposed to like be an indication that she will learn how to jump. She like has the ability oh, and, can, and can learn. Okay. And that's what happens in the books. Um, that okay, her character cool. learns how to jump. Okay, that's what that's that's great. Yeah, um, that would have been awesome. Yeah, because so far it was like only white men can jump. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Which is well, very different than another. T- no, mo- you you yeah. meet three jumpers. There is a jumper that Samuel Jackson murdered Kills. at the oh, beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not just it's not just white men. Yeah, but that I don't. I think you only see three jumpers in the yeah, whole. Yeah, I would movie. have loved to see like a community of jump. Maybe they're so little. I would have liked to see jumpers from all around the world. Yeah, women jumpers, and maybe the uh, the second Sequels, movie would have been yeah would have been that, and they were just like we can only handle 
uh, Jamie Bell's little little lad. Yeah, so I'm devastated for how this queer romance ends. Is that I know Jamie Bell takes him to Chechnya, and he's like, "Ah, oh, I hate Chet in a war zone." Which I'm just yeah. like, okay, apparently this movie wants to go there. Yeah, like um, why? <laughs> like it could have been literally anywhere in the whole entire world. Yeah, they've just been like, "Oh, this war, um, fucked up." And then so he's like, "You're and." Hayden Christensen is the only thing is like, you're stopping me from saving my girlfriend. And so he throws him into a pylon. Yeah. So he's just locked in in this like electricity cage. And he's like, mm-hmm. get me out of here. And he's like, peace in the middle of a war zone. And I was like, this is evil. Like, he, you, you're not. And then at the end, I was like, surely he's going to save his girlfriend and go back and release him. And then, like, it's all it's all cool, right? No, but we never see I, or I, hear I, from him Because I think again. it was what it was supposed to be like a Gandalf Returns type yeah. reunion in the second one. But, like, yeah, that's a lot. to Because, again, they storyboarded all three movies. So, like, they knew what was going to happen. And I have a feeling they, they put so much into Jamie Bell's character in this yes. movie. They they put everything <laughs> into yes. just Jamie Bell's character. Um, and I don't I don't think they were would have let that go. I think we were supposed to be horrified by what Hayden Christensen does and think that we're never going to see him again was, yes. was probably. Yes. But, but, yeah, it's very not satisfying especially since we never got those movies it is a really sad yes. ending <laughs> yeah yeah i i agree and you and you're left at the end further confused because you're like they killed samuel l jackson and like a couple of the other paladins but like his mom is a paladin and she's very much still a lot like you you don't get right. to have the sense at the end and that they're safe he at doesn't, all. He so he leaves Samuel L. Jackson in like an outcrop of the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And so he just leaves him there, I guess, to die, but he could get saved. He has all the power like he could get saved and maybe that he will he will show up in a sequel. Maybe. But, I don't know. I got the sense that he was going to die out there yeah. unless he because like what would he have even had that, he if he was like a sack home, the I guess. Balls to kill to kill him. Right. Yeah. He, he left a guy, I think, handcuffed to the on on his favorite spot on top of the Sphinx's head. Mm-hmm. And there's so, uh, as we saw, there's so few people that walk by that area. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no oh, one that guy's dead. Like that, and yeah. he's gonna die an awful death where he bakes out in the sun and yeah. is and dies of starvation and and thirst. Like, right? Awful, awful. Way worse than just killing them. Yeah, uh, but he's a monster. still, I still don't hate him as much as I still don't hate Hayden Christensen as much as the mask. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is very fair. That, the mask least was favorite. way more irresponsible. Yeah. yeah, my least favorite antihero of yes. all time is is the mask. <laughs> so there was a video game. Yeah, based on this called Jumpers Jumper Griffin Story, made for the PS2. Mm-hmm. Cause like, wouldn't this would be a fun effect in a game? Yeah. He attempts to avenge the death of his parents because we learn we learn that his parents are killed when he's five <laughs> to get by the paladins. Yes. And but but when he says that, Hayden Christensen's already jumped away, so he doesn't hear his tragic backstory. Yeah. But it seems like the video game was not well received. Um, hmm. Too bad. Because it was about Jamie Bell's character? Just, I think it was bad. 
No, no, I, but I'm I'm asking, was the game like based on Jamie Bell's character? Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been good. I yeah, and and something just going back to the effects because there were these uh, production companies that were doing the special effects were so or were or are the best in the world. Yes. They they really and I like tried to pay attention to this and and did pick up a lot of it that they put so much time and effort into like th- thinking about how each specific jump would work like mm-hmm. it uh if someone's jumping from a greater distance the way that they like land like the way that they come out of the jump is going to be much different than if they're just like jumping a few feet down the hallway and they like did you know math to to calculate all of those things um and i think you can see oh another thing the director made Hayden Christensen do all of his own stunts, like all of his oh own my God. stunts. Yeah. And Hayden Christensen hurt himself really badly. Oh, no. For this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, that, yeah. Um, that's awful. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, Hayden Christensen injured his hand, split open his ear, and developed oh a hyperdilated pupil that required hospital care. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. He something must have he must have gotten hit in the eye Mm -hmm. the only way that can happen is disease trauma or (gasps) drugs and like it wasn't disease or drugs because he was like very actively filming a movie yeah but yeah and it's like you know for jumper for jumper (laughs) yeah poor thing yeah yeah it's like you know you don't need to i hope they didn't really light him on fire in revenge of the sith yeah Hopefully well, now we don't do know. His own we don't stunts know, right? for, for that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, like at the very end, they do this thing of like his mom is a paladin, and 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 I don't know what they were doing with Kristen Stewart. I don't know if we're supposed to get the sense that she she's his is sis- also- Yeah, she's his sister, but I think I don't know. She's supposed to be a paladin. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I I almost think it would have been better to not include her in the two seconds at the end because then you don't mm-hmm. these questions aren't raised. You're like, yeah, he shows up at his mom's house. That's mm-hmm. that was the end of the movie. We're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. Maybe they had plans for Kristen Stewart to be involved in this more. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She wouldn't have been able to anyway because this would have been like peak Twilight, uh, mm-hmm. Twilight time. But mm-hmm. yeah, and then like and then Hayden Christensen at the end is like. You're like, wait, there's lots of paladins out there still. Is he in the clear or right, what? Right. And then he just like walks his outside mom, and Rachel Bilson's there. His mom is there. like, hey, I'm going to give you a head start, but I will kill you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Oof, oof. Yeah. And then he just like walks outside and Rachel Bilson's there and he's just like, you want to fuck off and do stuff? And she's just <laughs> like, yeah. And they just yeah. do. <laughs> we didn't learn anything. We didn't learn anything. We killed our lover and best friend Jamie Bell, and yep. then just just fucked off. Yeah, we're not gonna we're gonna not gonna get him out of uh, downtown Ch- or war torn Chechnya. We don't care. We don't care. He's stuck no. there. No. Um. Yeah. I just also want to shout out another critically wet moment. This movie. Do. I mentioned it earlier when I uh, misinterpreted something you said that jamie bell is so damp in this movie (laughs) he is he's very damp where i i'm like why is he 
drenched in sweat. Why is his hair soaking wet? Hayden Christensen's isn't. They're not, they, they didn't, he didn't just get out of a pool or anything. It's, they kept Jamie Bell slick (laughs) as shit in this movie, Mm. gave him a leather jacket. He is just like, I think we're supposed to get the sense that he's he, he's like he's, he's living been in a fighting lair the in the Sahara for, Desert. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. But he was he was more kempt in Snowpiercer. Oh, exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. He <laughs> back at Snowpiercer. He was he it was like the Taj Mahal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, it's probably because you're supposed to you're supposed to see the difference between him and Hayden Christensen. That Hayden Christensen is always like very put together because all he cares about is like fucking around and and doing whatever he mm-hmm. feels like. And Jamie Bell has been fighting this group for mm-hmm. his whole life. So yeah, good good characterization. I good guess good characterization for sure. Yeah, I think I'm done. I think we've jumped to the end. Yeah, we definitely jumped to the end. Should we jump to conclusions? To verdicts? I think that's the only place to jump. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Kaylin, how wet was the movie Jumper? All right. So I really focused in on one aspect of the, this movie. My second favorite aspect of it, besides the Jamie Bell, Hayden Christensen romance, was Samuel L. Jackson's obsession with the fact that that this power that you see them use in this movie is what is supposed to be God's power. This is what God (laughs) is supposed to be doing. Only he should have this. So this is just a little bit of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, where are you? Teleport me to paradise. Jesus Christ, jumper, do you think you're where they say you are? Jesus Christ, Jumper, do you think you're where they say you are? Sorry, I had to do some backing vocals. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Jumper. He was a, don't forget, he was a jumper. He was a jumper. Hey, kids. Let me tell you about another man who likes to jump around. Yeah. <laughs> and on the seventh day, God jumped. God jumps. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Sophie, you know, tell me about how wet this movie is. Give this movie a verdict. Yeah. This this movie, the movie Jumper, it wasn't that wet, like, overall, but it was real weird. And it had some real wet concepts in it. And uh, and I can't wait for the clock stopping <laughs> teens of clock stoppers to face it off against the uh, morally bereft twenty uh, somethings of Jumper. Um, yeah, so this movie is as wet as if the X Men got stuck on the film set of Knights and Rodanthe, and they have to pretend to be key grips, best boys, gaffers, so that whenever Nicholas Sparks, mutant hunter, comes onto set, they won't be put in mutant jail. For whatever reason, and tw- much like this movie that came out in 2008, Knights and Rodanthe also came out in 2008. And me and my best friend at the time, for some reason, thought that was the funniest, funniest name for a movie and concept. Oh, yeah. Knights in Rodanthe. It's it's an it, and 
much like Unfaithful, it's a I was gonna say it's we a dying lane and ended this episode. Planting with a dying, dying lane, Richard, lane, Richard Gere, Gere uh, Richard sexy. Gere, uh, sexy, sexy movie. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just shout out Nights in Rodanthe. Never seen it, but one of my one, one oh, of yeah, the that's also one of my favorite movies I've never seen. <laughs> I referenced that so much. Yeah, I, my friends and I were also obsessed with that title <laughs> when it came nice. out. We're like, what could fucking possibly be going on in Rodanthe <laughs> that they made a whole movie about it? <laughs> He's obsessed with heterosexual white people fallen in love on the North Carolina coast. He yeah. loves it. He loves yeah. it. He to the to the fact to the point where I'm like, you know, he must be real mad uh Outer Banks is not a Nicholas Sparks vehicle. <laughs> yeah, for the next he's gonna get he's gonna get hip with the tweens again. But Anyway, he's got to capture the the notebook uh, energy he had for a moment. Um, this episode is brought to you by. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, do it. Just go. This episode was brought to you by the 2008 romantic film Nights in Rodanthe. <laughs> Starring Diane Lane and Richard Gere, based on a novel by Nicholas Sparks. Go! It's not a joke. I know you teens keep keep laughing and thinking Knights in Rodanthe is a joke, but it's actually it's about older people falling in love, and that's allowed. Older older people it's can find love. The fact that Diane Lane and Richard Gere cannot keep their genitals off of each other. <laughs> they cannot stay away from each other. They have to just fuck in a sexy and, movie every and, few years. And listen, it had to be at night because they're <laughs> canonically vampires. That yeah, they cannot very go very unfaithful. So they've got to sneak around. They've got it in, in both of those movies. They're vampires. Yeah. So they that's why it's called Nights in Rodanthe. And Rodanthe is... Listen, they have to be there because it's it's there's a strong vampire community there. So are you laughing now, teens in 2008? No. No. I can't make it down. I can't make it down. So get out your seat and jump around. Jump around. Jump around. Jump around. Is it wet?